New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Hello, everyone. It's Lobo Voice here with a very special guest uh, just hanging out in the mayor's office. Just a quick second. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making New Amsterdam one of the quickest rising fast podcasts for creatives on the planet, available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream. Uh, make sure you check out NewAmsterdam.com for more information. My guest on this episode is Mike Mapp, who is a chief client strategist and co-founder of Wimbledon Beam, and it is doing great big things. I want to sit down with him because he's really on the start of his journey, because even though he's doing big things in this company, there's definitely potential for a lot more. So being able to sit and chat and pick his brain about his approach in life and, and, and perspective has been a treat to say the least. Uh, one more thing before we get on to our interview and this one, if you like this show and you want to see more interviews from the new Amsterdam canon, make sure you become a member of the Boisterous Crew, patreon.com slash boys. That's patreon.com slash boys. You can see all the extended interviews from the past guests on the show before anyone else. And without further ado, let's get on with it. This is New Amsterdam Radio. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, here in the mayor's office. And you know the show about we do here, we sit down with creatives, we sit down with people who are taking the jump, people are looking at entrepreneurship in the eyes and making it happen. My guest today is actually one of the more unique guests I've had because he is doing it and he's doing it well. I want to give a shout out to my man, Mike Mapp from Wyvelin BM, a digital marketing company. He's out there doing it. How are you doing today, sir? on this beautiful Sunday morning. How you doing? How you doing, Flobo? Yeah, man, I'm doing good, man. We're in New Amsterdam Radio, this is the podcast for great chilling up here in the mayor's office, enjoying our time, enjoying our lives. And I know that you are a busy man these days because you run your own digital marketing company. Tell me about this. Yeah, Flobo, um, I have a digital marketing company. Uh, me and a few other uh, members started. Uh, a few of my teammate members that I work closely with, uh, Tom, um, Jake, and another Mike out, <laughs> out there in uh, New York. Um, we are the ones that really kind of, you know, we crossed paths once and then we stayed in touch, you know, and over time, uh, um, as I kept learning about digital marketing, as I kept developing my interest, I'm kind of telling you the long rounded version of it just to, you know, give you, help you get a good sense of, you know, how, how deep it is, you know, almost for us. Uh, when, you know, we met kind of just all being interested in digital marketing, maybe thinking about getting jobs in that field, thinking about what what's next here. Yeah. But. I didn't live in New York when I met them. You know, I was just visiting my cousin for three months, you know, so it was kind of just like serendipitous almost that I met these people and they happened to be interested in what I was interested in. So, I mean, we stayed in touch, right? And when I came back to the area that I live, I, you know, started working, got a regular job and started pursuing uh, digital marketing more like from a, a freelancer um, side. So I would say, I would put up profiles on, I don't know if you ever heard of Upwork, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So profile there, um, try to attract some clients while I was uh, maintaining my day job. And eventually I, I thought I flopped. I thought like that's it. Oh, no, because no one showed up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, so I was like, all right, let me just, uh, I just left it up. I was like, whatever. And then like randomly one, one day it was, uh, um, 
a soccer store, right? From from Montreal, I remember. Um, and that was I was like, oh, okay. Like I started talking to them. I was like, okay, yeah, what do you need? Blah, blah, blah. And back then I couldn't offer too much, but I did I did start with SEO search search engine um optimization. Uh are you kind of familiar with that stuff, Flobo? Oh, yeah, I am, but you know, if you want to explain to the fans who are listening right now. Right. So um it's all about, you know, getting on the first page of Google, getting in those results for 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 keywords that people are actually looking for. You know, if you're on the first page, it's great. If it's it's for, if it's not for what we call buyer intent keywords or keywords that show that people want, you know, they want to buy something. They want to, you know, they want to, they're looking for a service right now, right? Um, that can be anything like, you know, uh, cost of a, a t-shirt or whatever. Right. And if your t-shirt company comes up first, there you go. We just did the, the thing for you, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's not, we're not talking with search um, engine optimization. You're not really talking about, you know, the the paid for Google ad spots. We're talking about the organic stuff, right? The mm -hmm. stuff that stays over time and keeps driving clients and customers over time. And you don't have to put any money into it anymore because it's organic, right? You sure. put in that first, that first, that's the, that's the real thing about SEO. It's just like, it's like, it separates the men from the boys almost, you know, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I got started with that soccer store and then we, I, I let them know that I let my friends from the East know that um, this is kind of what I was doing and, you know, building that communication again. And then, you know, some more time passed, a few more projects, right? Um, a few more, uh, a few more case studies. And I kind of just asked them, you know, COVID happened, right? And I was like, <laughs> hey, let's just, let's just try to take this thing to another level. Like, do you guys think that if I, um, put a brand behind this, behind our network, our, our system of doing, you know, getting done the, the results that we have been doing for clients. Do you think that, you know, you guys would be interested in that? Do you guys think you guys want to back me in that? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's me and those guys. That's the idea behind Wyvelin beam, right? We're the, we're the Wyvelin beamers, right? We're beaming, <laughs> we're beaming together, right. Yeah. To make this thing happen. Right. And, you know, as far as, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop myself before I start ranting, okay? Let me, let me go. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because, like, you know, bef before I, I done this and, and this being, like, the podcast and performing arts and all that, and I, before I realized my purpose, I was in the marketing world, too. That was actually my day job. That's I used to fly out to do that. Uh, reputation management, digital marketing, content management was actually my forte, content mm -hmm. strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it can be pretty gnarly, and I know a lot of companies, big and small, look at that they know it's important and they're just looking to be like oh can someone else handle it <laughs> you know right um, right like, it's kind of like i just can't deal with this so but i know the first challenges have you have when, when you're starting a business and i know you can go more in detail on that in just a second but i need to know the significance of the term wyvelin beam like i've never heard those combination of words before does it have some sort of significance is it a combination of the founders names put me on man <laughs> <laughs> it is it is just absolutely abstract right and i design it that way because i i want it to be some i want it to represent the a level of um keep you know it, it makes you think about it. it makes you wonder what it is and it's that that aspect of wondering that i really wanted to capture in the title right mm 
because I feel like that's what I'm trying to be all about. And I feel like that's where magic happens when you're with people and they keep wondering about you. They keep wanting to know more about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. what I really wanted to capture in, in an essence. Um, and I just kind of, you know, use the inspiration of the time that I was using, of the time that I was uh, thinking the name up. Um, I like I said, me and those guys, I wanted to have some sort of unity, some sort of uniformity there. Um, that's why, that's where the beam part comes in. Cause I feel like when you're beaming, yeah. you're, cha you're channeling a lot of, you know, energy or whatever. Um, Wyvelin, I don't know if I should tell this story. <laughs> well, I, I would love to, cause sometimes you have like names are made up for a purpose. Like Kodak isn't a real name, but over right. time we associate Kodak exactly. instead of ideals. So yeah. if you have a, 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 a part of insight, I would love to hear it. <laughs> no, um, the, I say I shouldn't tell it because I feel like, it, I don't know, it's not like romantic as any of the other stories, but it was just like literally a name that I heard and I liked. Right. It okay. just like, it just stuck well, to that's me. That's how I was exactly. in Globo, man. My mom was like, it. she was like, it sounds dope. <laughs> Yeah, and I spelled it a little diff differently, but when I when I first set it together, I was like, yeah, like I yeah. could keep saying this, I could I could put some behind this. I really I'm motivated to get up and deliver for people in the name in the spirit of Wyvelin Beam in the right. spirit of you know what I'm saying. It just it just stuck that I didn't have any other connotations, you know, maybe with if you use a name of a thing or a tool or whatever to like a. There's a there's a company called Single Grain. They're another they're a digital marketing company. Single Grain's cool, but it makes me think of a grain immediately. That's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted something that I didn't have any connotation within my head already that I could put new connotations with, new um, not even new, but necessarily just tell a story with. You know, that's why one of our taglines is "Power your story and propel your purpose," because that's that's really the essence of what we're trying to capture here. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and it's funny because like you, it's, you say it's not romantic and you say, well, I, I just felt it. But like for those of us who are listening now or, or gripping with the idea of becoming entrepreneurs or doing it now, a lot of it is relying on your instincts. I mean, you right, can right. and have all the data you want, but you have to make the judgment call. And uh, yeah, as you yeah. are on the leadership team of Wyvelin Beam, have you made any entrepreneurial decisions or stories you want to share with someone who may be watching this being inspired about your story? Um, look, as far as making that leap, as far as, you know, really, like you said, man, you just got to follow your instincts and sometimes your instincts are going to be shit, man. And you mm -hmm. just, gotta, you're just got to have to deal with that. And you're going to make a few bad calls for sure. But you, you, there's so much, so much comes with it. There's no like there's no real there's no real fail. There's only you just keep learning. And if you really care about what you're doing, man, you're just going to fall on your face so many times, but it's going to be worth it to get back up for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess that's that's just that's just the angle you've got to come in, come at it at. Um, one of the things that really helped me to find my, you know, find that gut instinct that really that 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 zone where I'll make that decision and I'll make it again and I'll make it again. You know what I'm saying? Um is a, uh, a story that I heard from uh, Dr. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, he's a psychology doctor. Have you heard of him before, dude? No, I haven't actually. Um, so he's a, a psychology professor up in Canada. Um, and he used the story of Peter Pan as a really cool analogy of like how, you, you know, when you're growing up, you, you, um, you don't get to 
not make a sacrifice just like everybody else you know what i'm saying he says at best you get to choose what sacrifice you make you know what i'm saying and he used the yeah. <laughs> he used the 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 analogy of peter pan in the sense that peter pan is a boy that never wants to grow up essentially he's like stuck in this um you know never land right and his only role model of an adult is captain hook that's always that's you know haunted by this crocodile on a clock and then he really turned it he's like you know this crocodile with a with a is it a crocodile alligator uh, <laughs> crocodile with, crocodile with a croc that you know that that haunts him and what he was really saying is that this crocodile with with a clock is you know more mortality time you know what i'm saying like he yeah. so he's kind of like he's kind of spun it to to mirror everyday life and then he brought you know wendy the girl that he tastes to neverland she's a regular girl she wants to grow up she wants to do everything else you know what i'm saying so he was he was just using that analogy of you know if, if you're growing up or i don't know um whatever age you might you might be but it's just never too late to just start start making mistakes really just start getting in that water right yeah and that water is cold but you gotta swim uh you uh look for those of you who aren't seeing the video representation of this we're not getting into ages but you are a young man and you have a leadership position a chief client strategist over at your company uh, yes. let's talk about sacrifice things you have to give up did it feel like the things you sacrificed paid off once so you have a client that may look at you physically and doubt your expertise i mean what's the challenges there what did you have to part with to push your brand forward to let clients know that you can Give them what you need with them what they need i mean um right right um if you're a if you're above taking advice from someone younger than you congratulations you played yourself right <laughs> <laughs> right so like that that part i just can't really like grasp i just kind of have to let people i just kind of have to filter those people out of my experience mm -hmm. but i meet plenty of great people that will take me seriously enough for me to do business with them. So I just I just kind of focus on those people. Um, like you said, does it does it feel good when does as far as sacrifice is made? Absolutely. Hell yeah, because the times that I'm in the middle of making those sacrifices, it fucking sucks. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so to 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 see it pay back, um, it, it's definitely it's definitely a worthwhile feeling. Yeah, I, you know what, That that's one of the cool things that it, it is a bit of a journey there. Uh, my experiences are in a different segment, and I think now in digital entertainment. And I got like pushed into entrepreneurship in that way. Because I, I feel like for me, I started off being a, a wedding DJ, which I still am. Uh, that mm -hmm. was to me like the, the business, but like over lockdown for me was growing new Amsterdam brands with digital network of shows and calling up people of different ages and races and cultures to be like, I deserve a seat at the table because I have the expertise. I've been doing right. this for so long. Right. I, I put up many, many meals aside to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. Let me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you, your main, uh, you're in the Midwest currently. Yes. Uh, and, and how does that look like on the ground floor as far as any kind of like walk-in meetings and clients? I know we're in time of COVID. A lot of things are virtually anyway. This is irrelevant, but I don't know if any kind of influences of your location kind of influences, influences your business day to day. Um, certainly. Um, kind of it snowed for the first time recently, which I'm not a fan of snow or anything like no, that. But I, 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 <laughs> I love but, Los Angeles for a reason, man. I'm telling <laughs> <laughs> you. 
But as far as like COVID restrictions, yeah, there's plenty, plenty COVID restrictions. I, you know, like everybody else, was re uh, relegated my, you know, on the ground stuff to Zoom, you know, having sure. to try to make a lot more phone calls. And um, what I re what I actually did to try to like cover the missing link of just being able to talk to anybody whenever is like I joined my city's uh, chamber of commerce to to um, get into those events and those events that so filled with so many entrepreneurs. That's really where I fucking that's really where like, yeah, that's how I kind of just managed COVID almost, you know, to yeah. still stay in touch with people still stay in touch with brands that have ideas and they're still cooking up because I mean, COVID happened, sure, but a lot of businesses are still thriving, you know? True, true, that is that is true. And it, it was good to, of, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no so it comes out who can adapt. And, and I guess exactly, yeah. Adapting, yeah, exactly. That adaptability, that's, that's one of the things about entrepreneurship that, you know, I really appreciate it. It's, there's a strong sense of adaptability, right? This, like, I'll tell you the story of the, this lady that, um, at one of the chamber events, you know, she had a, uh, it's like a bakery slash restaurant, right? And, you know, COVID happened, no one's going to restaurants anymore, right? She right. she literally tells a story of how, you know, I'm, I'm talking about immediately when it happened, people aren't going to restaurants anymore. Okay. Um, she has a story about how she literally like broke down and cried because she had no idea like how she was going to do the next six months of whatever the fuck this was. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> But after, you know, after she cried, got herself up like a big girl, you know what I'm saying, and put together an adaptability plan. And, you yeah. know, to hear, to hear her tell the story, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, some people would have folded right then and there. Like, right, that would have yeah. been it. People, like, have, people have folded, yeah. Exactly. So that, that story, I was just, I was like, wow, man, like, there's some people out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, COVID was like, in some ways... I won't say it's a good thing. That sounds terrible. But in some ways, it, it flattened. I absolutely the, feel what you're saying. Yeah, like it, it flattened like the, 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 a lot of the gatekeeper, a lot of the barriers yeah. for people to get yeah. in it. Yeah. And those who really are about their craft got to stay in it. You know, right. This happened. And it's a weird vibe because, you know, a lot of things happen that are negative. People are sick, we're dying, we go outside, wear a mask all the time. Right. It's the best thing. But, like, it really did open our eyes to what's important and what's not. Like for me personally, and I know it's not about me. <laughs> my my DJ business is still going. The comedy stuff is now virtual, and I closed my wedding officiant business. I had to decide which was more important, and mm -hmm. and so I got to ask you this. I mean, with with 2020, with everything going on, with starting a new business in any any environment, what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you not folding? Uh, like some of <laughs> What's your inspiration, my man? Um, you know, I really try to get inspiration from from people from just anywhere honestly one of the one of my favorite books one of my favorite favorite people is leonardo da vinci right i think he's beyond cool and yeah. one of his quotes is just learn to see that everything is connected you know what i'm saying and that 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 level of mentality is kind of just how i Maybe if I'm maybe if I'm dealing with an issue or maybe I need a solution, I kind of disassociate from it, right? Mm -hmm. And just kind of just go into the world or do something else that gets your mind off the, the 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 subject enough for your brain to do it for itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your brain is stronger. Your brain is a lot more intelligent um, subconsciously than it is, you know, consciously. It's true. 
that's just how it works. Um, so giving giving that having that space in between whatever I'm working on and um, and myself allows for me to find find cool things like like a quote from Leonardo da Vinci, right? Find cool things like the Doctor um, Jordan Peterson stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, find find cool things that that just like wow, man! I've I've never heard this this insight before. I've never heard this way of thinking before. You know, just just going going out of my way to find something, right? Yeah. As as just a way of being, I'm just super curious like that, right? And yeah, that that's really I just let it drive my creativity, let it drive solutions, and then when I come back to whatever I'm working, I'm like, what did they say? What what, what kind of insight did they have? Like, you know, the person that they are. You know what did I what did I just learn? What did I just do? What <laughs> kind of just process it and channel it into what I'm doing, and maybe yeah. find sometimes it does. Sometimes it's just a dud. You know, you gotta walk away. But <laughs> right, like oh, okay, I, I have you have you ever been pressured, or has everyone ever tried to say that's ah, great what you're working on, but what's your real job? Even though this is your real job, and how do you deal with that? Like how do you do like, let them know that you're dedicated to this? Um. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I would say, man, sometimes I, I just catch, you just got to catch me on a good day. Is so I'm kind of just moody sometimes. So sometimes like when, when I, I get that vibe from people, I might get real defensive and, and not, and not try to talk about, I'm like, yeah, whatever. All right. All right, dude. And just like, keep it going and not even try to justify but sometimes I'll be real playful, like what? You don't think I do what? You don't think I you don't think I'm about what? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> and then I really start telling them, I'm like, nah, like this is what I do. This is like I'm about. Like, come ask about me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm in these <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you go hurt about why I blame me. So so yeah, I you know, back to the business at hand though. Um I, there's a lot of people that, that on paper do what you do. And but I think that your formula is unique to your own business. Like, what would you think in your opinion, goes into a sound digital marketing strategy. Like, how, what what is something that I, people should look for? What makes you stand out in this segment? Yeah, um, it's all about strategy, right? If you're if you're if you're going on that leap of becoming an entrepreneurship, and you've got you've got to take your entire business online, essentially, right? You, you've got to dominate online to bring clients to you um, on a on a repeated basis, right? And the strategy is really just makes it like a simpler, makes it a, a smoother process. You know, if you're if you're just, you know, you don't have a website and you're putting up uh, social media posts, you know, you're driving traffic and driving it to nothing, you know. Or if you have a website, but it's not optimized for SEO. Sure, you got a website, but it's sitting on page 12 of Google. So, I mean, good yeah. luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like things like that fluidity and automation man the world are going into 2021 and and forward is all about automation automation meaning like marketing automation like uh, uh someone was on your site so immediately ai knows what ad to start serving them up because sure. they're on their social media they're going to start seeing that's why these companies work so well automation you know yeah. what i'm saying and that's really what I try to help my my clients with, and that's the strategy that that really works well. Where you kind of you can kind of just step away from it and let the machine do it. You just got to guide the machine. That's that's um, the biggest part of strategy. And 
look, I'll give you another example, right? I, I love this. I love this example because it really puts you into like a good mindset for like what marketing can, the power of marketing, if you do it right. If you, if you have someone with you that's um, strategizing with you, you're bouncing off ideas, you're getting, you're getting good intel and data on, on the modern customer journey and at the customer journey as it changes over time, right? As it, as it changes online. Um, in the, in the seventies, Nestle wanted to sell coffee to Japanese people in Japan, right? Okay. But the Japanese culture was all around tea. They didn't have a palate for coffee, right? So Nestle's selling coffee. It's a dud, right? This is another great story of adaptability. They went and saw a psychoanalyst, um, Dr. Uh, Clotera Pay. She's a French woman, uh, a psychoanalyst, right? And they were like, why isn't why isn't Japan taking to our coffee? You know what I'm saying? And she's the one that explained to them that, you know, she's seen all these kids um, that she was working with being a, a psychoanalyst. She's seen all these kids over time. It's like, they don't eat coffee and food and uh, food and memory work hand in hand, right? So you might eat something that takes you back to the first time you had it at your aunt's house or wherever, you know, you, that food, you could literally feel being there again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she was saying like, if you if you want to sell them coffee, you might want to sell something that kids can can eat or kids can enjoy, so they can imprint that taste on them as they grow up. And guess what? Whoa. Twenty years later, or whatever, when these kids start joining the workforce, they have a palate for coffee now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and Nestle comes in and starts selling them coffee as if it was just like another thing. You know, they just came back to it. Um, yeah. And this and this started happening in 2004. Um, going into 2014 they just started dominating that that japanese market but it's a, it's it's about like you know again look at that strategy man look yeah. at that long term play man it's not a, it doesn't it's not a short term thing marketing you know what i'm saying and right. any idea that it should be or that someone's going to get it for you quick it's a it's kind of a farce okay <laughs> if we're going to if we're, so that's that's another big part of strategy you you, you got to look at the long term of what you're doing. You got to look at how deep it's connected to the individual. She's talking, we're talking about imprinting, <laughs> imprinting coffee taste on kids to yeah. wait for them to grow up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it works. Sounds strategy, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, when I was a kid, there was a, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm an old man. When I was a, when I was a kid. Uh, but like, you know, the, the, everyone talks about, and they can't do this anymore, but like the, the cartoon characters, I saw that smoke cigarettes, you know, like mm, I, was an, yeah. I was a 90s kid. There was Joe Camel and Joe Camel was the coolest camel on the block with his cigarettes. And even before that, like in the seventies, there was actually commercials. You can find Fred Flintstone light one up in the back of the parking lot. He was like, for real? So that whole yeah. strategy, it's sound, man. Cause yeah, cause you, we, pass it on to our generation even things that may not be marketed for us specifically my friend uh is a big nintendo guy and mm -hmm. he took his kid to nintendo world japan and like got a mario hat for his baby boy when he was born it was a whole different thing oh but, but like what you were saying though like the, the time to, to read and research uh, about different case studies and uh, about these people that because you do have unique hours when you're when you're working on your your business like what is your schedule like day to day i mean do you have set research times you like call clients like what does a normal day look like for you and your company yeah it, um usually starts with r first thing in the morning um 
doing any type of like research or getting uh, ready for whatever meeting is about to start at 10 or whatever, whatever first call I'm about to do at 930 or something like that. And then in between those calls, I just kind of make sure I'm working on my own, on my own branding for Wyvelin, make sure that I'm me and Tom and me and Jake are staying, staying in touch about what's going on, where are we going, those types of questions and those types of things. Um, and I feel like these days have been extremely productive with Wyvelin over the past, you know, eight months or so. Um, this is our first year in operation, so we're 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 still just head down grinding still. So I mean, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of um, those types of meetings, and then maybe um, later in the day is more like me by myself, really. Uh, doing like self-development stuff i'm kind of like a self-development geek for sure um <laughs> i just i just it's a, it's a natural thing that comes to me I, it's a way of thinking for me so yeah it's a lot of a lot of meetings and talks and partnerships and those types of things happening on a day-to-day -day basis uh setting up meetings for with even even sometimes people that you know their businesses but we're, not, we're probably not going to work together but I'm still learning something from them. They still got something to give me about the market, the space, like you were saying about that ground game uh, earlier about uh, what's it like in the area, right? These businesses that I talk to sometimes from the Chamber of Commerce give me a real good sense of what's working here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What's working in this area. So it's it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to get eyes everywhere almost, try to see the whole board. Yeah. Uh, what keeps yeah. you focused? Exactly. What keeps you focused? Oh, what keeps me focused? Um, that right there, man. I've got a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> like move and shake, brother. Of course, word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so when you sure. when you are doing the, the thing, uh, whatever that thing is, whether you are working with clients, trying to build your knowledge base, trying to build your network base, uh, what right. would you say is, is an influence? Do you have an influence, or you just kind of take some from from everything else? Um, as far as like people or what kind of influences you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like as far as people, your 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 outlook on your business, the way you have client calls. I mean, what what do you? Oh, oh, so every I, yeah, to set everything up. Yeah. Um, um, I try to be logical. Like you know, for a lot of uh, operations, I use stuff that other business people have done. I talked to another people in this in the area. It's called score coaching. I don't know if you might you might have heard of it or a no. variation of it. Um, but they're basically uh, volunteer entrepreneurs that, you know, like C-level uh, entrepreneurs that have already established brands, that have already established businesses, right? And they devote some time to helping younger entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in the community. And I, ta I, go, to, I go to them about Wyvelin, about setting everything up. And those are the kind of people that I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm not trying to say that I'm some kind of like overtly smart overtly this person to do everything myself to just conjure up these plans so i i go to people like those like hey you've done this before like what did you do what did you you know yeah. and then and then formulate ideas from there um another good good um i'm a firm believer in that by the way i'm yeah. a firm believer i think true intellectuals are the ones who always ask and how to improve for sure man for sure mm -hmm. I, I agree with that um Another uh, uh, influence as far as people, Charlemagne the God. Okay. Have you heard of him? 
Yeah, yes, I have. You heard? Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's someone that I followed when I was, I think it started in high school, and I just kind of like love the way that he thinks. Like, I really appreciate every time I, okay, now I, let's, let's not say like every time he's on the microphone, but for a great majority of the time, I, I love him and his podcast and his radio show. So he's he's one of my one of my biggest influences. And I love that the way that he conducts himself in business, that's one of the, that level of doing it on your own terms um, is what I aspire to. And, you know, one of his friends, Andrew Schultz, he's a comedian as well. He's a comedian. Um, He's another person that just does stuff on his terms, is living on his terms. Um, he got a he got a Netflix special recently, right? Mm-hmm. And Netflix had already rejected him prior because of the, his comedy, his style of flagrant comedy. It just it just wasn't. And I was I was just rooting for him to keep doing what he's doing. He did what I you know aspired to do with Wyvern is to build a community around whatever it is you know that that you approve of and your your surrounding people approve of and just work within that community you know wyvel and beam you know right um and and now netflix comes back around like oh now you know you've got x and x numbers you know you've got way more people than you did way back when we rejected you you know (laughs) do you want do you want to do you want a special now right yeah and you know granted he did it but now he's doing it on his terms like it's because of it's because of what he's done it's because of his community they're basically giving his, his community a green light to be them in right. front of in front of their audience and i i think i think that type of stuff is cool man anytime you're living on your own terms like that <laughs> it's awesome and and um andrew schultz actually went on his own podcast and i love this he was like right he was like oh yeah netflix got an andrew schultz special you know what i'm saying he, he i'm like yo that's that's yeah. what's up, dude. <laughs> what would be like the dream for you? That's the thing. What would what is the Netflix special equivalent for what you do? Um, it's kind of an odd question, but you know. No, I uh, no, it's not an odd question. I understand what you're saying. Um, I would say probably like, you know, I'm, I'm striving for being able to work with people that I love talking to all the time. Like it's all I want to specialize my 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 client delivery base if you understand what i'm saying like the the people that i serve you know what i'm saying to maybe maybe a specific industry only and 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 work with those people and just be be comfortable talking to those people all day every day you know people that really understand what wyvelin wyvelin beam is all about yeah and if i can if i can get there within the next few years where I'm I'm working with those people, and we're really we're really building, whatever. I don't, I don't even know where these creative creative people might be, you know. But I'm really trying to find them, yeah. Um, and and take their ideas to the next level, whatever answers they feel they might have for the world. That's really where I'm trying to go, and you know, answers for the world. I'm talking about like it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, something. What do you what do you think of when you when you hear answers to the world? Well, I mean, it sounds to me like you were going to have like a multifaceted business, like it would be the core product or whatever you you would say digital marketing side, and then you'll have something that like a labs or research and development aspect where you can have mm. the next aspects of your business brewing, and then a philanthropic 
philanthropy aspect as well. Mm. In the world, you're thinking about like helping somebody out. Like you can't even exactly. get all that money and walking away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's kind of like the people that people that are that live those types of lives. Those are the types of people that I um I want to work with. I want to believe in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a. I mean, I hate to quote him now because he has his own issues in the media. But like one of the the quotes that stuck with me, and when I first started in entertainment, was from Kevin Spacey, that said, you know, if if you're fortunate enough to make it to the top, it's your responsibility to bring the elevator back down. So if you want to be able to build your brand and build your things, but then also use your influence or newfound platform to uplift others, then like I think you wouldn't. Like a lot of people don't like his comedy, but I look at someone like Kevin Hart, for example, who could have just done comedy specials and called it a day. But like with the Laugh Out Loud Network and and the and him the Kevin Hart's Present series, like there are people that wouldn't have gotten the Netflix special had they not had the Kevin Hart tag on it. So for sure, it makes you, makes you wonder about the platform aspect of why that is. And you look at the greats, the people that that do that, like who are like Bill Gates, for example. You may think of him left or right, but you can't deny he got his own money doing something, and he has a foundation doing something. You know what I mean? Steve yeah. Jobs or or Elon Musk or all those things. And I think that's a, a cool thing that. We have those who are fortunate enough to give back. We can. Yeah, I I appreciate what you're talking about with Kevin Hart. Um, Kevin Hart is I I feel like his business you know is very astute. You know, it's very it's very um, broad ranging beyond just comedy like comedy specials like you like you said right. Mm-hmm. And I know people like you said people don't really enjoy his comedy or whatever. But I appreciate everything that's Kevin Hart almost like. I do too. I give him such a huge pass on everything he does because I'm like, man, he's, he did this thing to the top of the top. Like he's yeah. right there. He's with the Hulk, not the Hulk. Why did I just call him the Hulk? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in Fast in Fast Five, they called him Samoan Hulk. So it, it, oh, it totally oh makes sense. Well, here's the funny thing, though. I don't want to interject and cut you off because it's kind of a cool story. It brings us back to everything. I remember an interview years ago. When Kevin Hart was on uh, the Breakfast Club, he was on Charlemagne the God show, and and they were talking about his strategy because he was feuding with Cat Williams at the time, and he's like, "Look, I'm doing these arenas. I can't do these arenas forever. I can't participate at this level. Right, forever. right. So it's up to me to set things up. And what we're seeing now, you're seeing people say, "Okay, I'm a little tired of the shtick. I'm not really into this last special quote unquote." But he's already thought ahead of that. He's exactly. Five years down the he's game. Already, yeah. To set himself up. That to me is a spirit right there. You know? Exactly. Exactly. That that kind of ties back in with the long play that we were talking with the coffee stuff or the 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 the, the, cig- the cigarette smoking. What was it? The <laughs> Fred future? Flintstone. Yeah. Fred Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. If as long as you're creative, man, it's just like this. This way of life is just there's there's no no real barrier. You know, as long as you can not just be creative creative in one sense you can be creative overall in in everything that you do um i just don't really believe in the idea of like a starving artist you know because even if whatever you're doing isn't returning money to you there's a world of other things that if you apply your creative energy to (laughs) here we go yeah. We'll, 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 we'll return for you and you'll get a chance to practice being creative. You know, it's, you can be so creative. <laughs> no, absolutely right. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you for being on the show. But before we get out of here, though, I got a couple quick questions for you. I just want to see where your mind is at. Uh-huh, <laughs> Are you down? Uh-huh. Yeah, right, let's so go. Number, 
Number one, what was the last gift you gave someone? Oh, um, let's see. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so, um, I was born in Africa. Okay. Uh, I was born. I was born in Togo. Um, it's between Benin and Ghana, over in West Africa, right? And myanswers.com says I'm thirty nine percent Beninian. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. <laughs> were Were you born here in America then? No, my parents are Caribbean, so you know the whole slave trade thing. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. slave trade. So like, it's like, it's like I was born in Brooklyn. My parents are Caribbean, but like the ancestry.com says I'm like majority from Benin. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Like, Big up the island. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, oh, you I do, I do. <laughs> but um, um, uh, as far as gift, okay. So the reason I brought it up is because I have a uh, family there still, right? Uh, okay. And recently, I sent my my cousin that I grew up with before I came to America. We were like thick as thieves. Um, I sent him some money because you know, not that his life is like shit, but we just live in different different worlds you know so a little money helps out a lot sometimes and he you know he doesn't have too many responsibilities he you know he still lives with his dad getting to school together um trying to figure out everything that works but you know even even that's not simple you know you still need sure. money for food you still need money for whatever when you're when you're going to school you still need money for books and shit you know what i'm saying like yeah so i just send him a little something as a pre as just like a token to like hey man you know, I fuck with you. I love you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really talk much because of the, the distance of time and of, uh, and of, of, you know, literal space. But, um, that you just was just a token of, of, um, how much I appreciate him. Just take, give him a little bit of relief. And, um, and yeah, and now we stay in touch and he said, thank you and everything like that. But oh, that was a yeah. So it was kind of a good catalyst for that. You know what I'm saying? Like we really lost touch he, after growing up um together for so long you know i've been in america for a good part of 10 years now so yeah that's what's up i mean you have your accent so midwest it's like how really <laughs> you would never, you never in a good way please be offended i'm just saying like oh it, it sounds like you were you were a native man for sure for cities. sure yeah. yeah uh but uh so so favorite tv show you're watching right now tv show or movie you're watching right now um am i watching anything right now I don't think I'm watching anything right now, but no time for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't. <laughs> okay, what what are you most grateful for today? Um, I recently got COVID. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I really am. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful that it wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> You know, no, I felt no, like I mean, it could have been worse. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's a very scary time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciate your recovery, dude, and, and sharing that story. Yeah. Um. I, I got it, and my mom, my mom got it as well, and she's doing healthy as well. So that's another, like, one of the one of the biggest things I worried about with COVID was like, yo, like, if I go out somewhere and get COVID, and then like, come meet one of my parents or something right there, and like. God forbid something negative happens to them because of that. I yeah. feel like such a huge douchebag, you know, just because no, I, I you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. the fact that, um, you know, I got it and my mom got it and we both survived through it. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a past chapter now, you know, for now, at least, you know, for a little bit of time, at least until you either get vaccines or you don't. But are you going to get vaccinated? I probably would wait, but I would. 
you know? Yeah, I, yeah. But, but, but for, to, be, to give you a little bit of base, I don't typically get the flu shot uh, mm-hmm. year to year. Cause Actually, me neither. Uh, but for this one, I mean, I will probably, I know there's people way ahead of me as far as, like, need. Like, the yeah. like, my, like my parents. So I haven't been able to see my parents. My live in New York. My parents live in New York. Mm. And, and of course, we're, we're Caribbean. So you can't like go to New York and like stay in a hotel. That's insulting, right? So <laughs> I don't feel comfortable going and checking my parents because they're 70 years old and my mom has asthma. And, and, and the COVID hotspot for a while was New York, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so if the vaccine came out tomorrow, there's like literally millions of people that are more deserving and needing of it right now yeah I'm for late, sure but i'm not yeah. i'm not against it i'm not like ah, yeah yeah ah, you know I mean? no i understand so, i understand yeah, i yeah. feel what you're saying i <laughs> i agree um so did you say it's offensive to stay uh in a hotel yeah, you know how it is you, you come all the way big mom can't stay at my house you <laughs> me? like no it's not like that mom i'm 30 years old i want my own bed no i would stay i would stay in a hotel but Oh, um, I think I, I'm trying to remember a story. I think like my mom was going to visit some of my family that I have out. In, you know, remember I told you about the cousin that I met everyone from Wyveland from is in New York. Yeah. Um, so they were going out there and like she called them like, oh, you know, holiday season. I want to come visit. And they're like, yeah, you know, there's a nice hotel n- nearby. And she's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You would put me in a hotel? Like. <laughs> I would. I'm sorry. Like, you can't have it both ways. If I'm the guy that wants to go to a hotel and we're all at the age now where you should have your own money, get a Motel 6, then you don't need yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, man. I am not a bad person, y'all. I'm just saying. Uh, but no, but for real, for real, Mike, it's been a pleasure with you being here on New Amsterdam Radio, sharing your story with everyone out there. Just any final words or thoughts or bits of advice for anyone who's listening to you and your story? Creative people, come find me. We'll make it happen. <laughs> um, um, find me on Instagram at Wyvelin Beam. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Mab, Mike underscore Mab. Um, go to my website, wyvelindigital.com, and you'll see um, anything you want to look at, get some more information about what I do and who I help. Um, and I really implore you to get up get get with me for a consultation and we'll talk strategy we'll talk shop and see where you want to go um we'll talk about the modern customer journey we'll talk about um how it's going to keep changing and how we can stay adaptable adaptive to that um dun 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 dun, dun. let me see let me see let me and that's see for everyone like you, you national clients international clients you'll serve everyone yeah right now i'm looking to help everyone okay <laughs> that's great all right but no, if you're I, like selling like anything weird like drugs or anything like i might not help you but like oh, okay yes yes i'm selling drugs i want digital strategy plan for real dude <laughs> progressive what? drug dealing man progressive drug dealing yeah man you said my memo y'all all right so, <laughs> please come back i would love to have you on the show in the future to see how it's yeah man it was fun talking to you man yeah likewise man uh, until next time yo this is new amp sam radio Welcome, citizen.
That does for me on this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Make sure you check out all the other episodes of New Amsterdam Radio Canon over at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Follow the show on Instagram at New Amsterdam or on Twitter at New underscore Amsterdam. As for me, Flobo Boys, you can follow me on Twitter at Flobo Boys. Say what's up. Tell me what you're working on. And maybe you might be a guest on a future episode here of New Amsterdam Radio. But it's that time I... Get going outside of the mayor's office, down to the street level, and go work on my own projects. But until next time, as always, this city is yours. <laughs>